Hey everybody, welcome back to the show and welcome back to the uh, formal, right, the yeah. formal <laughs> space that is the podcast studio, uh, that's in quotes. Um, this is Reservations, I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. Uh, so man, um, before before we before we get into the episode, as we were kind of chit-chatting off mic, uh, so I've been re-watching Twin Peaks. Yeah, nice. Um, because I love me some Lynch. Yep. <clears throat> um... And man, it's just, it's so fucking good. It's really good, yeah. It's so fucking good. Like, like, I feel like as an outsider, considering, because the show was 92, 90? 90. So yeah, I was, I was born after the show was over. Yeah. You know, but I feel like as this kind of like outsider looking in for the show, it's just so fucking good. Now, I want you to imagine everything you're seeing. And then imagine, imagine imagine being a middle American, you know, just regular person uh-huh. flipping on ABC at like seven in, in the evening and be like, what? What is, is this? this? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's amazing that it ever got on ABC. It, it's like it's like years later what I would think about Hannibal being on NBC. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, was I can't believe. Was it on believe- ABC or was it on, was it on CBS? I think it was on CBS because I'm watching it on Hulu. I think they and have has the distributing the, rights. The CBS Because uh, I, I could have sworn it was ABC, but it, it might have been oh, CBS. Yeah. But <clears throat> either way. Point being, it's a dope-ass show. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, and it's it's so well-written. And, you know, yeah, it's got some very Lynchian things about it. Like what we were talking about off mic with uh, Nadine and her eye patch. Yeah. That they're never going to touch on. Yeah. But then it's, you know not you know it, it, it's just so good man yeah it it's sort so of teeters that line because there will be sections and you've already gotten to the to the black lodge at this point have you been in the red room yet yeah yeah that was so, in episode three because i was in his dream yeah yeah so in- you've been there and so that's where you get a little taste of like his you know eraser head days yeah and but then everything else is sort of like blue velvet right uh, which you haven't seen yet? No, that'll probably be next season. Okay, cool. Because right. I, I, I think I'm going to save a lot of my Criterion movies for next season. Cool. Yeah. Uh, hints for next season. That'll be dope. Because uh, uh, you'll get to see where he got a lot of the Twin Peaks tropes. It's from Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his leading actor. That's right. <laughs> of course, he'd already worked with him beforehand, too. Right? Because wasn't Dune in... 90 I don't know I, I don't remember when I don't remember which one came first uh, either Blue Velvet or Dune I don't know yeah. I think Dune maybe first but maybe. that also might not be true who knows who knows uh, but anyway well we're not talking about David Lynch today Jeremy, no not what today are we, what are we talking about today we're talking about Yurgos Lanthimos's The Lobster today. yeah yeah man uh, as I mentioned last week I have been really wanting to see this movie because it just really interested me, uh, and I hope you weren't disappointed. Um, no, I, I I loved it. Um, I'm gonna just, let's just get first impressions out of the way now. Yeah. I loved it. 
Um, it was fucking hilarious. It is very funny. Um, actually, I wasn't expecting it to be that funny. Like when you read the synopsis about a black comedy about you know relationships and people being turned into animals, you're, you're like, "How is this funny?" Yeah. But it's so funny, uh, and so good, and it, and it's you know it's this really great, at least what I can assume, and maybe I'm jumping too ahead, but it's just really great satire on find like finding what it means to love someone else yeah it's also a satire of you know it's it's sort of making fun of the of the idea that if you're not in a relationship you don't matter yeah right and so um that's you know when i saw it the first time that was a big deal to me because I wasn't in one, right? <laughs> I wasn't in a relationship, never had been. And so I was like, oh my God, is this how people view me? You know? I don't matter. I don't matter. You because, can't go to brunch by yourself, bro. No, you can't. You can't walk by yourself. You can't eat by yourself. You can't do anything by yourself. So, you can't go to Atlantis more set by yourself. So, because I had one hand in my pocket and the other one is wiping away tears. <laughs> so, so, oh, then, okay. So then now watching this movie again in a relationship, yeah, it, did you have a, a different view now? Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, we're way better than those people. <laughs> uh, that's not, no. But, <laughs> oh, I get it. No, it's just, it, it is very telling about how, you know, society views... Couples. Yeah, and... couples versus single people. At least, I would say a good majority. Yeah. And, of course, this movie is a, an, an extreme case of Of, of that. But Which again, is how great satire is! It's, shout out to our Mel Brooks series. Yeah, that's what makes satire good. Is if it goes to the extreme. Yeah, this this over exaggeration yeah. of these ideas in in the way people feel. Um, okay, let's just you know, let's take a few minutes. Let's talk about how great Colin Farrell is to get out of the way. Uh, He's awesome. Yeah, gained uh, forty pounds. This dude used to be the hunkiest hunk in Hollywood. And now he is again, I think I mentioned it last time, which is this, this renaissance of, of his new career in this, this later half uh, has been so good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, and um, you know, a testament to him putting on weight and then taking it off again. And you know, uh, like if you, ever see them like if you ever saw the trailer for you know voyagers he's sort of skinny again and yeah i think has a little bit of muscle definition but yeah. then like voyagers <clears throat> i don't want to say that i want to it probably won't be an episode but i mean okay. i i want to see it cause, okay anyway but then like you look at the trailer for the batman and homie is unrecognizable oh yeah I'm sure it's partly due to prosthetics, but I'm sure he also did gain a little bit of that weight physically. Yeah. And so, and he's just so good, you know, with dry humor. And this movie is just chock full of that. Now, that's a, I'm, let's talk about the dryness. So, I read somewhere that Yurgos Lanthimos doesn't ask the actors to speak this way. A very stilted, but they choose to anyway. I don't believe I don't buy that because they all do it, and not only do they all do it, but they do it in other movies of his also. So I I, I don't know I don't buy that he doesn't ask them to do that. 
But yeah. I love this very direct, very monotone, uh, very dry delivery of this dialogue. Um, and it's also, it, it goes to the, the very frank matter of fact way they speak, mm-hmm. right? Nothing is alluded to. They're not beating around the bush on anything. You know, they're just straightforward, telling it like it is. Uh, and they're not bashful about anything, right? Yeah. They are speaking facts to each other. That is it. Yeah. And right? it, and, it, and it's this, and this also very, like, very stilted tone. Yeah. Where it's sort of, you know, their pitches are changing as they're saying certain words. And it's, and, you know, at sidebar, uh, I took notes this time. He did take notes. My, my wife got me this wonderful book for an Christ- early, early Christmas gift with the Quentin Tarantino written and directed by font. And uh, I took notes. And, you know, one of the things I, I, I wrote was uh, everything is awkward. Yeah. And I think the dialogue and how everyone is speaking helps with that awkwardness. Yeah. Because it is very dry and it's very direct and... It's such a unique kind of awkward because no one no one really in this world experiences what we would consider to be awkward because in this universe it's not unusual for the way they're acting, right? Yeah. Everyone is just being so straightforward and upfront. And so like it's awkward for us. Yeah. Right? Um you know, I'm trying to think of really good examples. Really good examples would be, you know, like the the woman, the butter biscuit woman on the uh, on the way to the hunt. <laughs> yeah, like it's she's speaking very matter of factly, and you know she's you know telling him exactly what she is after, and I think it would have been a little bit. I don't know. I, I think that the fact that he's not just outright saying no. He's just right? kind of like, mm. mm-hmm. but he's not, you know, he's not be like, oh, well, you know, oh, dang. you know, he's just saying, oh, uh, dogs aren't allowed. That's it. And then that that's it. Right. And then, uh, you know, here, give these to your to your brother. And it's like, OK, thank you. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> and again, it's it's the way that this dialogue is written, which I love. And it's the way that. I'm obsessed with the world they live in. Yeah. Um, this world that invents animals, because this is where animals come from, apparently, according to this world. Yeah. Um, I love... So let's talk about the concept. The concept, yes. The concept is if you do not... Okay, let's start with... Because they don't really get about how people start... So let's go by where they are now. So Colin Farrell's Dave, right? Da- uh, Dave. Yeah, David. David, um, his wife left him. Yes, for another man. And um, in Q's case... Uh, ben Winshaw. Uh, his wife... His wife died. Died. And so if you are without partner, you have to get one. And you have... In this retreat center, 45 days to do so. Yes. And if you do not. And it's tweaked, right? Because you can go catch a loner and get extra days at it. Yeah. As, as, we'll get to that. Yes. Uh, but if you cannot find a partner within 45 days, you are turned into an animal. And I love the subtle world building they do 
mm-hmm. like uh, with Olivia Coleman explaining Olivia Coleman playing the, the hotel uh, manager, the hotel manager, right? Uh, she explains that you know most people pick dogs, and that's, that's why, why the world's full of dogs, and less people pick obscure animals, which is why they're endangered. And I like that. I like the the yeah. subtle like oh, in this world, this is how animals are created. That's so odd. And yeah. And it really does change your view of every time you see an animal. Because uh, mm-hmm. you're like, that was a person. Which, you know, kind of brings me to the, the opening. Uh, that was my first yes, note and I, I took. Saw- <laughs> uh, I, I made a note. Most of these, most of my notes are just points I wanted to bring up. And the opening, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> but again, yeah, the change, you know, once you understand what is happening, it changes your perception. Like, oh, that was probably a person it was definitely a person and um hopefully she got the right one and yeah. uh and you don't know why she did it you would assume that you know maybe you know she had unfinished business with this person that's all i can assume yeah since we never get touched back on this ever again no i think it's really just to put you in the mindset that things are going to get really weird and Let's if you want to just focus on what it means, it's like maybe she was really angry at this person. Maybe it was uh, a sibling, mm-hmm. a a parent, uh, you know, a child of theirs, mm-hmm. maybe that just couldn't make it and they were angry or yeah. something. But you don't know that going in. Yeah. You're you, like, why is she shooting a donkey? This is the weird. Yeah, this shit. poor donkey. Yeah. What did he do to you? Yeah. Um. So odd. Yeah, that was and that was my first uh, reaction too. Is what the fuck? And it's such a cool way to open the show because uh, you immediately had a reaction to it. and You're like, "What is happening?" And it makes you pay attention. Yeah, right. Which is why I'm shocked. I took so I took uh, a full. I mean, it's not a full page because there's you know gaps, but uh, a page and a half worth of notes. Yeah. You know, I'm shocked. I was paying attention, but um, <laughs> yeah. So okay. Uh, oh, more concept. Okay. Yeah. So the way the hotel works. So again, I'm obsessed with the rules. Yeah. The rule. (laughs) I love, and I, and okay. I didn't know how much I loved it until we meet the loners, which we'll get to. I, I, I love that this world, every facet of it has rules. Yes. And again, even the loners, right. They have their rules. And I wrote, I remember writing that down in my notes, which I forgot at home. So, um, hotel rules. What I found fascinating is that there are no bisexual option or half sizes. Uh, yeah. Because it gets too complicated, right? Uh, the more complex it gets, the more choices you give people. Mm-hmm. Um, the the harder it is for them to keep track, and the harder it is for people to meet and pair up, right? And we should mention. The hotel, and I'm sure you're about to actually get here, so I'm jumping ahead. But That's okay. uh, the hotel wants them to focus on superficial uh, um, similarities. And again, it is, and it's mentioned before he even gets to the hotel, because uh, David asks his wife, "Does he wear glasses or contact lenses?" Right. Mm-hmm. Meaning, inferring they both wear glasses. Yeah. Right? Because he's wearing glasses. And so, yeah, I don't think it's just the hotel. 
it's this universe, this world. True. This world, but if you want to get even more, you know, analytical about it, because cultures are so different, it might just be this part of the world, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I couldn't tell if this was like London, because then it's you know, Ireland's Dublin. Oh, uh, but Ireland. but you know, then like John C. Riley's there. Yeah. And uh, Leah, uh-huh. I love her. Uh, we just saw her in uh, James Bond. That's in, right. In no time to die. Uh, but you know, she is French. So yeah. and the maid is also French. Yeah, Greek born, but French. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah. So uh, uh, um, yeah. So these superficial, which I love similarities. I love. They that. want us to focus on. Yeah, I. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't. Yeah. It didn't click with me why she said there's no more there's no longer a bisexual option yeah and no halves 45 or 44 there is no half size that didn't click with me and now that yeah. makes sense it's it's fascinating these little details that they're that they're putting in because it's mm. right after you've you, he has that interaction with the the check-in <laughs> that he asked for a half size and i said no because again it's either this or this you don't get a middle option yeah right um, which again just builds on this this idea of just it's rules. Yeah, these are rules. Yeah, that you need to follow. And so, uh, so some of the other rules, um, they have to uh, attend these almost propaganda like <laughs> plays. Yeah, of why it's important to be in a couple. Right. It's it, these constant reminders of of how awful it is to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could be out to dinner and choke and die. No one there to help you. Uh, if you're a woman, you could be sexually harassed. But if you're in a couple, none of those things will happen. Right. Um, and it's, I find that very strange. But again, it is sort of this very kind of propaganda mm-hmm. reminder. Yeah. Like, if, if you're in a couple, these things could happen. Right. Or these things wouldn't happen. If, but if you're alone... These things could happen. It, it's it's for your safety. <laughs> to be in a couple. To be in a couple. <laughs> and what's so fascinating is that if you, I'm trying to rack my brain because I can't think of any reason, like even in like a government conspiracy setting mm-hmm. of why it's important for everybody to be in a couple. Um, I think maybe it's it's for similar reasons. And this is just this just came to my mind maybe it's similar reasons why there's no bisexual and no uh, half size option because in the world mm. that they live in, it's easier to do things by two maybe. And they're like, if the, if, if there's a two option, that's cool. But if there's a one, a three, a five, like I don't, we don't, it's too complicated. It, it's too hard. Right. Yeah. It, it's less streamlined. Uh, yeah. No, uh, that, maybe. that would make sense. Um, and which would, which would play into why it's so important, right? Why, you know, these rules are set in place and why there would be loners in the first place. Why, why defect Mm -hmm. if there wasn't like some sort of big conspiracy or not conspiracy, that's the wrong word, but you know, I I see what you're saying. Sort of like fascist, you know, like, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, and, and the loners sort of act as a, a bit of a rebellion, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, but some more rules. One of the ones, one of the rules that actually makes me laugh more than anything, and I think you'll know where I'm going with it, is the the sexual stimulation. Yeah, makes me laugh 
that was where I laughed the hardest. Yeah. Like, okay, sit on the bed and remove your trousers. Do we do you have do we have to do this today? It's awful. It's awful. And again, <laughs> it's it's that so matter of fact way they talk that he's not gonna pretend not to not like this, right? He he hates it. And even when she's done, he goes, awful. <laughs> just just awful. Just awful. I hate it. Again, Colin Farrell is brilliant yeah. in this. I, you know, it's so crazy. Even if you think about him in his episode of Scrubs, right? Oh, that's right. I always forget he was in the fucking Scrubs. It's, he's a different person. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, he has this is long hair phase when he was in Scrubs. And, you know, he's just like this hunky ladies man. I I can't I can't get over it. I can't get over how how much I love him in this because of his the chances he's taking, the, the risk he's taking by being in such a strange film and and you know putting all that hunkiness aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh you know, I think uh <laughs> I think uh Jared Leto tried that with Dallas Buyers Club. And then was like, no, now I'm gonna go back to being hunky. Yeah, hunky. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for him not. To look be at look at Morbius. My man is uh, <laughs> literally dripping sweat in the entire movie. I know. Anyway, uh, but I I love that rule because so because they're not allowed to masturbate or have sex. Right. But they're allowed sexual stimulation, and all they say, and I love that it's vague, is it's good for psychological reasons. Yeah. Um, which makes no fucking sense. It, it it's sort of like you know it's it's edging by the way, um, <laughs> but it's sort of like you know if you were with somebody, uh huh, um, we'd be able to finish and go longer, right? We'd be able to complete uh, this act, right? Okay. Instead of you know putting you in this moment of being uncomfortable, right? Um, uh, it, it's almost like it's kind of like torture, right? Yeah. They're, they're torturing these people to. Eyes on the prize, right? That's 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 a it's a, a very good way of describing it. But then, of course, if you do break this rule, there is actual torture. Uh, poor John C. Riley, um, Haley, by the way, loved that he was in this. I was oh like, yeah. I go, hey, you're gonna really like one of the actors in this movie. You uh, wait. Hang on. I wrote his name down because I think on IMDb he's just he, listed as a list. Yeah, but John. He's, he's given a name. Yeah, John. There's three oh, no, no, no. people. Robert. Three Robert. people are given a name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, poor Robert, John C. Riley. Uh, my man's just trying to have his breakfast. Yeah. And they're going to confront him about masturbating to a picture of a naked woman on a horse. Yeah. And then they stick his hand in a toaster. I mean, that'll keep you from masturbating. It would. Unless he switches it up. No. You can't be a switch hitter when you're in constant pain from a burn injury. That's true. Um poor guy man oh, yeah. i know and you feel so okay um i'm trying to think of another rule i really liked before we move on um because again i love these rules uh, when they first get their first day their hand is uh, uh is strapped behind their back yeah. yeah which i liked because you know they're it's to remind them that two is better than one right uh again it's it's, it's wild um well, I love that Colin Farrell sort of figures a way out of it, kind of, sort of, by moving, you know, like moving his shoulder and so he can get his pants off so yeah. he could sleep sort of normally. 
but his pants are handcuffed to his. <laughs> I could watch an entire miniseries. No, no defection, no nothing set in this hotel. Uh-huh. I, I'm obsessed with how it works. And, yeah. and it makes sense. There's, you know, as weird as it is, the rules, the rules coincide with one another. There are no, uh, there are no redundancies, really. There's no, um, I'm trying to think of the word, um, mix-matched things that don't quite add up, right? Yeah. The, the rules make sense, and it seems that if you follow them, they'll work, right? Yeah. And the consequences make sense to a certain degree. Um, and even the animal stuff makes some sort of sense in this weird surrealistic world. Uh, contradictory is what I was thinking of. Um, uh, no contradictory rules, right? I was, I was trying to figure it out for you, but yeah, I was like, I don't, know where, right. I don't know where he's going with that's it. That's right. Um, okay, so let's talk about the links people will go to. So let's talk about um, ben Winshaw's character. Ben Winshaw and the Limping Man. Uh, hang on, I wrote his name down too. It is it is his defining characteristic. John. John. He's John. He's John. Yes, or as a lot of people just refer to him as the Limping Man or the Man with the Limp. Yeah. Because uh, he's sort of got a bit of a tragic backstory, but then I can't as 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 the movie progressed, I came to i didn't care yeah it's like yeah you're kind of a douche he is he you know you feel for these characters at the start right because as far as you know they're just in john c or not john c riley but yes um in colin farrell situation they're in david's situation and you're invested in david therefore you're invested in everybody else yeah and then uh i think john's our first indication of oh people in this world will do whatever they can yeah to not be turned into an animal. Yeah. Um, point being, uh, he lies to Nosebleed Girl. Yeah. That's what I called her because I don't think she has a name. Yeah. Uh, nosebleed Girl. Um, by f- Since she gets nosebleeds quite frequently, he hits his nose on things or just so he can cause his nose to bleed. Yeah. Um, so they could have some sort of... So they can have a commonality yeah. because that's all it takes. Yeah. Um, and uh, we should mention how how the the hotel has stages. So it's you have 45 days to find a partner. If you can't, you turn get turned into an animal. If you can, it's two weeks in the couple's part of the hotel. Right. And then the final test is... 50 days on the yacht. No, 15. 15, sorry. 15. I misheard or maybe, maybe, Or maybe you got it flipped. Maybe it's 50 days in the couple's part of the hotel. I do know for a fact it's 15 days on the yacht. Okay, 15 days on the yacht. Because uh, it it's, it's supposed to be your first big vacation as, as a couple to see if you'll survive. Um, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, John is our first look through as people are desperate or will become desperate. Yeah. Um, and we get more of that when Colin Farrell becomes desperate, uh, which I really want to get to, but, oh yeah, but yeah, so, so he, he lies to the nosebleed girl so they can get matched 
And something, this is sort of right around the time Ashley started paying attention. I love that they said that um, if they start to fight, they will assign a child. That was one of Haley's favorite parts. To, uh, because that always helps. That always helps. And, and I love that when we see them later on, they do have a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is my daughter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, y'all couldn't stop fighting. Yeah. Very odd. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, it almost makes you wonder, it's like, do they... Keep the child? Keep the kid afterward. <laughs> like, because they have to leave eventually. Yeah. And do they keep the kid, you know? I I would assume no. You would assume no. I was the opposite. I would assume yes. That's their kid now. But that make I mean... Because, I mean, that's their wife now. That's their husband now. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. So that's because their kid now. Because, I mean, if they can turn you into an animal, <laughs> they can... Who's to say they're not going to give you kids? They can give you a kid. You know yeah. What I mean? Uh... <laughs> So yeah, you know what? Oh, and she hated the matching outfits in the yacht, but we'll get there. So, um, all right, because they were all dressed the same. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we get to the woman with no feelings, yes, we need to talk about the loners because uh, she is a very good hunter. Yeah, uh, of these loners. So what the loners are, um, I we've alluded to it before, but uh, they are. They've defected from this idea that you need to be coupled up and they live outside. <laughs> yes, because um, in this world, you cannot live in the city. Otherwise, I what I assume is you will be arrested and then taken to the hotel. And turned into an animal. And then turned into an animal. Or taken or, to a facility that turns you into an animal. Or, yeah. And so to avoid that, they they just live out in the woods. They live wherever they want. Right. Um, yeah, and you know... And, and I love the, the, um, uh, the, the subversion of expectations with the loners. Cause we assume, uh, spoiler alert, when David defects mm-hmm. and joins them, um, you assume like, oh wow, now he's going to get to live the way he wants yeah. and live free. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes. He does get to live free. He does get to go wherever he wants. But as we mentioned, the loners have their own rules as well. Yeah. Which is, um, unlike the hotel, you are allowed to masturbate. Yep. You're allowed to do whatever, you know, you want to yourself. Uh, but since you are choosing to be alone, no sexual relations. Yep. Not even flirting. Yep. No flirting. Um, or you get punished. Yeah. And in my opinion, much more harshly than the hotel. I agree. Um, as Rachel Weiss narrates, who it took, I eventually figured out it was her before was they her. even showed her. Oh, okay. I was like, um, that's Rachel. Yeah. But anyway, uh, she says how she fears the red intercourse, right? Yeah, the red intercourse, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're never told what it is, but we can only assume if the red kiss is they cut their lips. Yeah. God only knows what happens with the red intercourse. Yeah. Um, but the loners still get to be a little bit more free. Yeah. Simultaneously. That's, and that's sort of, that's something I really like uh, is this juxtaposition of, yeah, we have rules and yeah, we are a little bit more stern, but the flip side is you get to live the way you want. Howard Stern. Daniel Stern. Oh my God. So I've been watching home alone a lot no. at work. Oh my God. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're right and i like that it's a part of the activities of the hotel is to hunt them 
Yeah. With tranquilizer dots. Yeah, yeah. Because they need to be alive to be turned into animals. Um, and uh, and because Haley was asking me a lot of questions during this. And a lot of it I just couldn't remember. And I was like, well, you have to wait till we get to that point because I don't remember. Yeah. And she was like, so if they get caught, what happens to them? Do they get turned into animals? I go, I don't know. I don't remember. But they do. Yes, they do. They get Because, you know, if you're not in a couple, then you're an animal. That's right. But, sidebar, uh, I do like that Olivia Coleman does try to give Colin Farrell a little bit of, I wouldn't say hope, but kind of, if you don't make it, it's okay. Because, as she says, you know, being turned into animal, kind of, you see it as sort of a second chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the end of the world to be turned into, you're just, un, you're just not human anymore. I think that, you know, you're starting over. Yeah, and Ashley asked me a good question. She said, do they maintain their memories or, and I was like, I don't know. And I'm actually glad. I don't know. Yeah, I, there's there's really cool moments in this film that you just don't get answers to. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending is a big one. Yeah, but um, yeah, I even though John does say that, um, and John C. Riley's character is who Robert. Robert, if Robert's a parrot, he'll still have a lisp, right? Yeah, because yeah, because Ben Ben Wonshaw mentioned as he berates them for uh, essentially preparing to fail i'm with them on this because if they're you know like well you know i'm just gonna be a lobster or i'm gonna be a parrot you yeah. know it's like you're rooting for failure like you know prepare to win guys be winners be a man um but yeah. so i get that but he he was a little too mean to him but yeah uh, it was interesting that he said that even as a parrot he would have a list he would have a list because he he would still have the same speech impediment and i was like well now that you mentioned memories, maybe. I, I, but I am glad we don't get an answer to that. Right. Like if they do maintain some sort of, some sort of humanity, they gave us just enough. Yeah, just enough info because if they had gone too far into it, I, there's nothing for me to hold on to. Yeah, this isn't Tusk. There's nothing for me to to wonder. Yeah. Like you know, I wonder how they do it. He he gives um, a brief. Not gonna sneeze. Okay, don't. Don't sneeze. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. He uh, does, because he heard it like a secondhand story of yeah. what they do, and it didn't sound <laughs> legitimate, but... It, it's sort of this... Uh, I think I wrote it down. It's a sort of... Uh, this is fun. No, I did not. Sure. Um, yeah, but I did have this thought of of John Ben Winshaw's character um, is sort of like building this almost uh uh urban myth your series on by the way what no oh, not anymore it's not oh, okay uh but it's sort of this urban myth of how they do it right uh which i like that there is sort of this um this like legend growing right this yeah. rumor this you know urban legend um of yeah, how they, they do it they but, scrub you with soap and that's how they remove your skin <laughs> but it can't be how they do it because david does it yeah um yeah he turns the heartless woman into oh something the heartless woman okay so she is a lanthimos um alumnus um she was in dogtooth um which is an amazing film um and it's sort of a, a family satire instead of a relationship satire it's a family satire um yeah and she's um, she's, she's interesting. I, I honestly didn't think 
this was going to be the way the movie was going to go with her. I thought we were just going to see her sort of in passing. Um, but yeah, so she's clearly been at the hotel for a while because she has 154 days after that last hunt. Yeah. 154 days remaining. And she still has not found a partner, mainly because I don't think my theory is she's not trying. I don't think, think she's, she's I don't think she cares. I, I, I don't think yeah. I don't think she cares to try. I think she would rather sort of like in Colin Farrell's case, I think she would rather have someone come to her, but she's not going to try. I see what you mean. I was going to say that it's most likely who she is, what her commonality, what her characteristic is, is so rare, right? That you're not going to find another psychopath yeah. <laughs> in, in a while. Like, it's going to be a while before you get another one in there. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, true. I mean, of course, this is a stereotypical pure psychopath. psychopath. As evidence uh, by a later scene that broke both Ashley and I's hearts. I'm sure it did. Um, but yeah, so she, no one likes her. She's got resting bitch face. Yeah. Uh, she's very, she's a bitch. She is a bitch. She's awful. She has no feeling. Yeah. And, uh, and Colin Farrell having, I think when he finally decides that he's going to choose her, I think he's only got like seven days left. Yeah. We're creeping up on it. And after he saw John succeed by lying, Mm -hmm. he goes, I'll give it a try. And why he chose her, I don't know. But, um, but I mean, Rachel Wise sort of explains it that he thought it would be easier to pretend not to have feelings. Yeah. Right. It would be harder to pretend to have feelings if you didn't than the opposite. Turns out that's not true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I love the little tests she gives him. So she does this several times in different ways. Mm-hmm. But the first one's at the hot tub where she pretends to choke. And he doesn't save her. Right. Because she didn't want him to. Right. If he saves her, she would tell him to fuck off because they're not a match. Right. Yeah. And she even says after she, you know, stops pretending to choke and die, uh, she goes, I think we're a match. And he goes, I think that too. Which is again, because Haley was asking me, like, does she know that she doesn't have feelings? Go, yes, because everyone in this world is so in tune with who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody knows themselves so well. Yeah. When in this the, universe. Yeah. When the butter biscuit lady, you know, asks asks her like on the first night you know oh can i sit here she just looks at her and she's like okay and walks away (laughs) yeah um and that's another scene that made me laugh so hard when when he's like what happened oh she tried to kill herself well she better hurry up and die then i was gonna have a lay down yeah and i was laughing so hard that he's trying to pretend not to care not to have feelings yeah um about this poor woman who did not jump (laughs) <laughs> from the fourth floor no she jumped like the the first floor yeah the first so stupid. she jumped out of 180 yeah <laughs> and even Haley goes that's it <laughs> it's like she goes that's how far she jumped yeah we're listen we're hip to how far you gotta go <laughs> uh and that wasn't far enough uh, um but yeah yeah so she she tests him so they get to move up to the 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 couple's room and uh the first test, I'm trying to remember. Now, I'll tell you this. So, I caught it this time. I didn't catch it the other times. Okay. But uh, when he's talking to her while the biscuit lady is dying, uh, 
Um, and they're, you know, pretending, well, he's pretending, he's not, pretending to not to care. Uh, he does say that he needs peace and quiet to sleep. But then when they get to the couple's room and she wants to read, he said light and noise don't bother him when he goes to sleep. And I think that's when she starts going, hmm. because he lied. Right. Mm. Right. I think that's when mm. the lying starts. Yeah. Or when she starts to catch it. And then of course the, you know, during sex, he made a noise, you know, mm-hmm. and she goes, did you say something? <laughs> he's and he's like, like no, no. And I love that he, he constantly tries to kiss her Yeah, and she just looks at him and he slowly kind of pulls back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do, uh, during sex is the uh, is the final test. Um, because now, before we, I I know this probably made you laugh super hard when he kicked the little girl. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because because he, he yeah he's like uh, John's like yeah say hi to my daughter hi, and she like limps back over and he's like now you've got a limp too just like your dad. Jesus, it was so mean, and I thought it was very funny. And, and I love how like bit like uh nosebleed girl and John are just kinda like Dude, what the hell are you doing <laughs> with my kid, bro? Um but yeah, that was pretty much the last time. And then of course, I don't think we've mentioned it, but his brother is oh, his yes. dog. Uh yes, he, he has a dog, Bob, that he has with them. Uh and we don't realize it's his brother until um when he's checking in. Yeah. And they're like, and the dog my brother Bob, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. Um, and so that I think this is the, my least favorite part of the movie, mainly just because I, as we talked about at the season six premiere, Irreversible, mm. I do I did appreciate the realism yeah. of a dead dog, um, but dead animals just I, yeah. I have a hard time with. I understand. Um. I honestly didn't think we were ever going to see Bob. Oh, yeah. Um, You'd see it. But uh, I love, and again, you know, yeah, we've been talking about how great Colin Farrell is, you know, how he's he's really trying to keep it together. Like, oh, no, I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, he, like. Doesn't bother me at all. Um, let me go brush my face and uh, brush my face and wash my teeth. I say that to Haley all the time. <laughs> let me wash my, wash my face and brush my teeth. And he turns on the faucet and. Let's out one tear and she catches him. Well, this isn't, I wasn't crying. I was washing my face. And then she figures out he's been lying the whole time. And this is where, you know, the, the mystery grows a little bit because she says the punishment for lying is they turn into the animal. Nobody wants to be, but she doesn't say what animal that is. Yeah. Right. And I love that because it, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but, um, which you she know, makes it seem like it is the one animal nobody wants. You know, and it, it is so interesting that she wants to out him because you would think she wants out too. Yeah, but she may just well. First off, there's no way she's given up the hunt. That's true. You know what I mean? And also, I think she's just you know she thinks it's pathetic to lie, and she doesn't yeah. like weak people. That's true. You know. Yeah. Um, well, and Ashley made a good point. Um, shouldn't she have gotten punished too for killing his dog? Maybe. See, we we'll would never ne- know. We'll never know because Colin Farrell uh, says, fuck that. I'm with, not going to get turned into an animal. And with help from the maid. Which 
adding to your point furthers the mystery with her because it's like, wait, why is she helping him? Yeah. You know, and uh, of course we learn later on why is because she's an informant for the loners. But uh, he turns the heartless woman into an animal because he pretty much has no choice. He, he's, he, he doesn't want to be outed as a liar. He doesn't want to get turned into an animal. Yeah. The only way to shut everyone up is she's got to get turned into, she's got to get turned Which into Which is interesting animal. why he does it because he still leaves. Yeah. You know, but it's fine. Um, but then know. again, I think they would have knocked him back down to the singles and I don't think he would have had enough time. Maybe. Right. Yeah. That makes more sense. And so my man fucks off and joins up with the loners. Um, shout out to our blood and ice cream trilogy. Uh, yes. The Reverend green guy from <laughs> the world's end. Uh, I can't think of that actor's name. He's, he, he's so good. He's been in a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, we meet Rachel Weiss. Yeah. Who is our narrator, has been the whole time. The, the, yeah, the whole time. She doesn't have a name, does she? No. I don't think she does. She might be the nearsighted woman. Um, or short sighted. Short sighted. Short sighted woman. Um, yeah. And so and this is the first time Colin Farrell, and this is what makes, I feel like this is when the movie gets really interesting, apart from the entire plot. <laughs> the entire plot. Is he 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 starts to develop real feelings for her? Yeah. Long before he realizes they're both short sighted. Yeah. And he he's genuinely falling in love. Um, not at the superficial. And then of course once he learns they're both short sighted, that deepens his his love for her. Yeah. Um, which. As we see, uh, when you're in a sort of love like that, it's hard to keep it a secret. Yep. And as Leah... <laughs> at, at, their par- at her parents' house. Yeah, so when I they're wanna, macking on each other. I want to talk about that because I really like that she keeps being a loner a secret from them. Yeah. Um, she And I assume the our... I'm just going to call him the character I know him as from The World's End. The Reverend Green... You know, she has him act like her partner. Yeah. So she can go into the city and see her parents. Yeah. Uh, I find that kind of interesting, too. And it's it's sort of sweet, right? She still wants to keep in touch and not no. worry her parents. Yeah. Um, but still keeping with this loner lifestyle. Um, but yeah, you're right about the, you know, he is what we would think of traditionally, you know, falling in love with... Uh, with the short-sighted woman, right? Mm. Um, instead of this sort of forced, you know, superficial type of type uh, of love, yeah, right. um, which is really fascinating because it also it kind of implies that falling in love is sort of inevitable, right? Yeah, um, that no matter what you do to stave off doing so, um, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, right. Um, so okay, the loners. Um, we're with them for a while. Yeah, but really, it's 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 not just getting to know the loners, but it's him falling in love with her, mm-hmm. right? 
and once that happens, things happen pretty quickly. So yeah, once they fall in love for real, like mm-hmm. they're in it, um, they find out their commonality, which um, I don't remember how they do that. But uh, and I just watched this last night, but it was so late. The uh, how he found out she was short sighted, or how they found out that's their that's their thing, that's their common. Oh, he tells him. He um, David tells the Reverend Wayne, um, like, are you short sighted? Oh no, 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 no. How he asks her is she mentions she mentions contact solution. Yeah, and he goes, well, that's how he finds out she is, but for what they're about to do to her, they needed to know, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When he confronts the Reverend Green, he asks him if he's short-sighted. Right, because that's their commonality, right? And, um, and of course, him being in, you know, popular society or what would be, I guess, normal life, mm-hmm. commonality is so important, right? Yeah. Not in the loner's world. So we don't know how long they've been loners, right? Yeah. But I think they're hyper aware of the idea of the commonality thing, right? And yeah. they probably see this as sort of ridiculous, right? They see mm-hmm. it as like some sort of, I don't know, like popular, you know, bullshit. Yeah, like like who cares if you're both short-sighted? Yeah, like some sort of like weird societal norm that they just don't get, right? Like yeah. they're they're the punks of this world shout out to last week's episode yeah shout out to slc punk but th- that's what you know there's like this societal the societal trope of the commonality yeah. is weird yeah no that i mean that, and that makes sense you know that's <laughs> and he's so new to this world that you know yeah he's still stuck yeah and so and so then on one of the last hunts uh rachel weiss accidentally drops her journal um which sh- that's what she's been narrating from is her journal and they find out that they're going to leave the loners, they're going to be in love, they're going to live in the city. Um, and Leah decides, I'm going to put a stop to that. Um, and first, it's Colin Farrell. Uh, I guess the loners have a uh, sort of a, uh, um, 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 what is it? Ritual, there we go. Yeah. Ritual where you dig your own grave. Yeah. Um, I guess to, if you die out here, they can bury you. Yeah. Or something. And you don't have to be turned into an animal. Yeah. Um, and so she takes Colin Farrell and she's like, you know, let's, let's take a walk. And I'm thinking, I knew she was planning something, but I didn't know it was going to be this sort of sadistic. Yeah. Um, she was like, oh, you know, I'm here, you know. Because she keeps asking him, have you dug your grave? Have you dug your grave yet? And he's like, oh, no, 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 not yet. And so she pretty much says, like, this is a nice place for you to dig your grave. And she essentially makes him kind of par bury himself alive. Yeah. To get her point across to him, like, I know what you're up to. Yeah. Cut it out. Yeah. But instead of ending it there, she takes it one step further. Where she takes... Rachel Weiss to uh, an eye doctor on the pretense to get her eyes fixed by saying like, oh, this is something I've been wanting to do for you for a while now, but just we didn't have the time. Now we have the time. And she blinds her. Yeah. Um, hoping, I'm assuming hoping that when Colin Farrell finds out, it will 
ruin his love for her. Yes. Which... Because, again, he's so new to this world that the commonality thing would probably work, right? Yeah, it's, have, it's a deal breaker. And it kind of is. It, it almost, yeah, he almost gives up. Yeah, because he keeps asking her other things. Like, do you speak German? Uh, are you, do you like these things? Or, like, anything. Anything that they have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, because now the the eye thing has been taken away from them. Yeah. Um, they still leave right yeah so this is my favorite part of the movie which is the end because i love the possibilities okay mm. so here we go uh, i off screen they have spoken about him blinding himself okay yeah because they go to that restaurant and he asked for a steak knife right i shout out to my wife because i didn't i didn't figure out why he wanted a steak knife until ashley was like oh he's gonna blind himself yeah and i was like Oh. And I like that she goes, you know, it's not so bad at first. It's not so bad. It'll get better. It, you know, it's it's hard to get used to, but you'll be fine. Um, by the way, the the game that they play when um, she gets the tennis ball and calls it a kiwi, that made me laugh. Oh, and he and he doesn't correct her. Right. He goes, yep, that's right. And that, that, I guess that's part of uh, uh, What is the game called? Like, touch, feel, guess, win? Yeah, touch, feel, guess, win. <laughs> <laughs> I've run out of things to test you on, so we probably won't do this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, they're at that restaurant, and he asked for the steak knife. So, all right. And, of course, it ends with with her waiting on him. Yes. Okay, to come back. Here are the final questions. Okay. Here is the options you get. Did he blind himself? Did he leave? Or, this is my favorite one, did he come back and lie? lie? I'm going to go with the third option. He came back to lie and say that he's blind. I think he, I I think kind of what we've been talking about and what you've been saying, that yeah, the commonality thing is a bit of a deal breaker, but I think a part of me at least wants to believe that there is maybe a small portion of him that doesn't care if you're blind. I love you. Yeah. But the the majority of him is like, well, there has to be some sort of commonality. Yeah. So I'll just lie. You know, because he clearly did it with yeah. the heartless woman. Yeah. Um, and lying about being blind is a little bit easier to uh, get and, away with. And if he chooses later on down the line to do it for real... You can always just do it for real. It's not no. like, you know, you can you can change your mind and do it, but you can't change your mind and take it back. Ah, right? <laughs> uh, I have this knife in my eye now. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And, and I and I love that he's oh going to... Oh, my God. She was so... Haley was so terrified he was going to do it. Because he was just like... It's so close to his eyeball. Um, And I love that. That's his brilliant idea to blind himself. And I love that he has a little paper towel. Yeah, he's got his paper towel bib. Because it's going to get on his shirt, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the, the concept of him lying. Um, because he, he gets to sort of have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. You know? Cause, uh, Which is kind of shitty. It is. Uh, sh- uh, if anyone needs another evidence of lying to a blind woman, watch the Family Guy episode where Brian lies to a blind girl about that he's not a dog. <laughs> that's a good episode. Actually. It is a good episode. Because Stewie one. cuts his fucking tail off at one point. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, you know, and 
And I don't know, maybe it's because I we have cared for David this long and see him genuinely fall in love with Rachel Weiss's character without a commonality originally. Which is, you know, it's sort of, I guess, confusing to him because he's so used to this, the world. But it, it's kind of like, did you ever see or hear about this movie uh, with Ricky Gervais called The Invention of Lying? Oh, where no one's heard of lying before, and he, yeah, and he does. It, I I've saw about thirty minutes of it. It's sort of like that. It's sort of like no one has ever just naturally fallen in love with someone. Yeah, and it's almost like he's the first person to do that, and so he's so confused he doesn't know what to do. So he right? ha- so he's trying to find these commonalities. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I. He's trying to make it make sense to him and to the world he's living in. Yeah. Right. Because he doesn't know what to do about just, what do you mean? I, I love this person and we have nothing in common. Right. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and that makes sense, you know? So I, I would say he, he came back and lied and okay. that he didn't do it. He didn't go through with it also. Cause what kind of psychopath blinds themselves with a knife? <laughs> but I, I believe he didn't yeah, do man, it huh? and, uh, just lied to her. And and I agree with you. And if later on he decides, like, you know what, like, we'll both be blind. You know, he could easily probably go to that doctor and be like, I need you to blind me. Yeah. Here's money. Um. But yeah, yeah, man. Um. That's the lobster. That's the lobster. Are you ready to wrap up, wrap up, wrap up? Yeah, I do have a couple of oops I forgot. Perfect. Um. One. Throughout the entire part with the loners, how the fuck were they paying for anything? I don't know. Well, a lot of it was, um, good question, but some of it was they were getting supplies from the hotel, right? From the maid, via the maid, right? True. Because she was bringing them stuff and then, you know, she had forgotten the shampoo or whatever. And so, yeah, they're getting supplies that way, but that's a good point. And then my other oops I forgot is I love when they break into the hotel and Colin Farrell wants to go to the yacht just to spoil their vacation. Yes. Just to ruin it. Makes me laugh. Uh, and I just love that the, the, the daughter is like, kill him, mommy, kill him here. Yeah. And hands him the steak knife. And she's just kind of like, like, she doesn't know what to do. And I love that he leaves the fucking Trank gun. Yeah. Um, and I love that he keeps talking after a uh, nosebleed girl slaps him. He's like, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's just the beetroot juice on his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and And I think it's so funny that we kind of see this dissolve of friendship um, because John's like, okay, you need to go. Yeah. Um, But yeah, those are my two oops I forgots. Nice. Yeah. You got any any oops I forgots? No. No. So you ready to wrap up, wrap up? up, I am. I I really, truly love Yorgos Lanthimos. I love this movie. Uh, Highly recommend Killing of a Sacred Deer. I told Ashley we might need to watch that together mainly because she's... In love with Barry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to put his picture up because I put his picture up last week. Um, wow, that's the second week in a row we've talked about him? Yeah. Come on, man. But, uh, but yeah, I do I do genuinely want to watch that. And I didn't realize that was the uh, same director. Um, yeah. And I didn't also realize he did The Favorite also. Yes. Which, yes. you know, he's using Olivia Coleman and Rachel Weiss again. But So, again, highly recommend any of his filmography. Um, he's a genius i truly love his style and his unique um his unique way of storytelling yeah uh killing of a sacred deer is a retelling of a greek myth uh Mm. him being greek makes sense yeah um which is why it's sort of it's an odd story 
because it's set in contemporary time, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not like, you know, no one's named after, you know, anybody in Greek literature or anything. I mean, like, they have normal yeah, names, but it's yeah. just the story itself. Very cool. Yeah. I, I, I want to see that one because I want to see if it's really how it's marketed as a horror movie. Yeah. Kind of like. I, I think that's missed. It's, that's not truly representing what the movie is, but. No. No. But, um, but yeah, man. All right, man. So what are we talking about next week, man? So I've been really thinking about it, man. Like, like really thinking about it. Like, cause I'm like, you know, cause I've only got two more picks yep. before the end of season series. Um, and so I've been really thinking about it and I came up with this one, the story of kind of shout out to our goofy movie episode story of fathers and sons. Mm-hmm. Um, but during a time where family is very important and I told Ashley, this might piss you off, but it's okay if it pisses you off because it's fine. This I'll episode is going to come out around Christmas anyway. So next week we'll be doing the Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, yeah, it is sort of a weird thing for me to pick a very big kids movie <laughs> before, uh, Things are going to get really real with our end of season series. For but, sure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the, that's that, fun. It's that episode will come out. Uh, what's the day? The 13th, yeah. 14th. So 21st, 21st, uh, you know, so it's a few days before Christmas. But as I almost did last year, almost picked a Christmas movie. But then I kind of talked myself out of it. <laughs> but you know what? Let's just do the Santa a Claus. movie that I've seen. Like a hundred times. Like, yeah. I mean, I've seen this movie a ton of times. Yeah, so. uh, and it also gives me an excuse to wear a Christmas sweater for next week's Yeah, episode. I'll wear my Wu-Tang sweater. That's not a big deal. Nice. Uh, so I guess that will officially be like our Christmas episode. Oh, fun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> the cool. Santa Claus. Yeah, man. We hope you enjoyed the lobster. Yeah. We, we, we hope you yeah, enjoyed us uh, gushing over Colin Farrell. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll see you next week for the Santa Claus. <laughs>